If you drop your change in a tip jar, but the barista didn't see it, did it really happen? Whoa. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, thank you very much for joining us here today on All Day Breakfast. Hopefully this podcast doesn't get interrupted for you, like my friend uh, Kyron's uh, movie experience the other day. Loves a movie, does Kyron. Hasn't been to a cinema in Melbourne for months, as you can oh, expect. Haven't been open. Goes to see his first film. Um, and then <laughs> about 20 minutes from the end, before everything is revealed, the plot wraps up. Fire alarm. Everyone gets evacuated. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Why does that ends. always happen? No, they don't restart. It's just like, oh, that's the end. All right. Is it the popcorn you. machine? Why are they... The cinemas are always getting evacuated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, poor thing. So th- did he get to see the end or no. did he just go, I'm out? No, and I guess if you have to see it again, you have to watch, r- go through the whole start again, which he's already watched. So maybe you could book oh. a session, figure out when it starts, and then just actually roll in, you know, towards the end. Well, look, we can promise you that today is an alarm-free <laughs> podcast, even though you might be hearing things that sound quite like alarms. That'll be happening a little bit later <laughs> on. As well as that, we're talking to a guy who absolutely blew up on the interwebs uh, over this whole COVID period. it just He's just turned into an absolute superstar. He has a brand new book out that's called Uncook Yourself, A Rat Bag's Rules for Life. It is Nat's what I reckon. We're going to be chatting to that legend right there. And uh, Alex Dyson, you spotted something, speaking of things that you watch, you spotted something in a TV show. That's right. Speaking of uh, checking out of something early, um, <laughs> I have been seeing a little bit of something that is a little bit of a phenomenon, uh, I should say. So we'll get into that and more on this All Day Breakfast. Welcome. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, I think... I think I've been open with you in the past as to my most disliked profession. Parking inspector? No, no, they got a job to do. They got to keep the turnover. Then I was going through where they take off parking buddy things and you could park during lockdown in the middle of Melbourne, right? Oh, they've changed that, haven't you? People just sat there for days, could never find a park. (laughs) Got a newfound respect for parking inspectors. (laughs) Anyway, no. When I was, when you sort of watch TV and an expert comes on, on the uh, on the TV, a so-called expert. Okay, mm. and then down the bottom it says their name, and then underneath their name it says their occupation. My most disliked occupation was royal watcher. Oh, <laughs> you know these these. How is that even a job? Who does it? In bow ties who come on and just <laughs> gossip <laughs> about people for a living. I just get it like, oh, here we go, Royal Watcher. That's your job. But turns out a whole heap of people are now Royal Watchers because the crown is in full flights, my friend. Have you been have you been checking it out? I tried. I watched one episode and mm. I'll tell you, I watched the very first one. It's like 1940 From something. Season one? So yeah, season mm. one. There's a war, there's a lying art dealer. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But um, <laughs> What's the thing? Someone goes. But, Someone was tweeting about the crowd, and someone's like, "Um, sorry, could you put spoiler alerts on this?" Is like, this happened forty-eight <laughs> years ago, <laughs> <laughs> or did it? Because a news story came out recently. Uh, the culture secretary Oliver Dowden uh, has written to Netflix to request a health warning is played before the Crown, so that viewers are aware that the historical drama is a work of fiction. Despite all the events and these things and them trying to get the costumes as correct as possible, they are, in some instances, making up the dialogue and they just want everyone to be sure of that (laughs) so that they don't draw conclusions. 
part of that is the whole point. As soon as I watched one episode, I was the reason why I didn't watch two is because I was down a bloody wiki hole for the next hour. <laughs> Trying You're to figure out who this goddamn espionaging <laughs> art dealer was. I was like, is that real? Did that really happen? That's the whole point of the crown. Mm. It's an immersive research project that, you know, they should be teaching it at school. Well, you, yeah. you should show an episode and then you go, go home, do your homework, and come back. That's what history is all about. Well, do we need more royal watchers in the world, though? I mean, I have granted, watched a little bit. Woods is very keen. Most of the time, I. I do fall asleep after 10 or 15 minutes, so I only get little little snippets. I'm like, have you ever watched oh, she does a whole look like Princess Diana? Have you ever watched a whole series? I feel a whole like TV you, you have watched every TV show, the first 10 minutes of every episode of every show. I tell you what, I've watched the first 15 minutes of the movie Up about 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know and if it's he a ever great comes start down. To a film, but <laughs> Someone was telling me an anecdote the other day about the talking dog, and I'm like, never got to that bit. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but let us know. Are you are you addicted to the crown right now? Uh, are you a royal watcher? Were you, like me, a cynic beforehand? But it is quite interesting, this human connection of having a family and these, these things that are pulling you in all sorts of different directions. It's a pretty full-on uh, show. There is a there's a there's a lot of spicy stuff in there. I mean, even there's the, I, I was reading most recently in this current season about cover-ups uh, with family members who were never discussed, mm. uh, you know, in the public due to uh, mental disabilities, etc. I mean, the, the whole the whole show is built up so scandalously mm. that I don't blame someone who you know a historian for wanting to, along with nudity, sex, violence. And suicide references Goodness. to also mm. let people know that is there this much nudity is... in the crown? Do they show you the, you <laughs> All know, right, the who royal do you want? bits? Who do you, who do you want? Oh, who uh, do you, you know, want? I, look, I wouldn't, I would do it, but if I if I had to choose, I'd probably go, I'd probably go, <laughs> Queen Mother. <laughs> Oh, if I was forced to make a decision. <laughs> well, you know, if, if someone had to gun to my head, which royal do we want to see, dude? Queen Mother. That's probably what my answer would be. But um, anyway. Well, well, fingers crossed that we can see that episode uh, one of these days. I mean, if, if that episode did come out, Matt, that would be a dark day in crowd history. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, the fact that we've got to, the fact that we have to differentiate between fact or fiction when it comes to a, a TV show on Netflix that, yes, is... Based on our real-life monarchy, it truly is yet another dark day in Crown history. So I thought I'd have a little look back on a few other dark days. Oh, there's been more than one. Yeah, there's been a few. Oh. Starting with two characters who you're more than familiar with, Jack and Jill. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Don't remind me. No, they went, they went up a hill. All they wanted was some water. Well, they wanted Jack a pail, fell, a whole pail full. It wasn't a pail just a little of water. bit. It wasn't a Jack, dribble. I wanted Jack a pail. Jack fell down, broke his crown. And not only was that pain bad enough, but Jill also took a fall. We're still yet to be sure about what exactly happened at the top of that hill. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dangerous. That's, that should be its Netflix series, What Happened at the Top of the Hill. <laughs> That's what we need an investigation into. March 2018, a young Matt O'Kine is walking home from Melbourne Comedy Festival after a gig. 
as he crosses one of the bridges that goes over the... The Yarra River. That's right. Forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at you like this. What's the river again? Kissing Swan. As he crosses one of the bridges on the Yarra River, he's confronted by three... Trolls? Dodgy-looking gentlemen, right, wow. who then proceed to follow him. Okay, now young Matt decides, doesn't want to risk it, okay, feels like there could be a scene soon, you know, that his uh, that his wallet and safety are at stake. So ducks into the casino where the lights are always bright <laughs> and there's lots of security guards around. Now, while seeking protection inside Crown Casino, Matt then proceeds to start playing the blackjack table, <laughs> losing... Losing all of the money in his wallet and two trips to the ATM. Now, <laughs> it would have been quicker just to have been robbed. You would have lost less money if you were Honestly, robbed. Honestly, I walked outside feeling so like I'd been scammed. You know what I mean? Like I was like, did they work for the casino? <laughs> like, the definition of congratulations you played yourself, mate. Wow. <laughs> So that was truly a dark day in Crown history. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. No secret that the Glen Ridge of All Day Breakfast is Matthew Ajete O'Kine across from desk, the desk from me in that he loves hosting a game show. And it's been a little while since we've played a little game here, Matt O'Kine, but you've, you've been in the game show lab. Yeah, that's it, mate. I faced a lot of adversity when it came uh, to crafting these kind of uh, this kind of entertainment for the for the fans, you know. And such um, as what emojis is this movie title? <laughs> uh, 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 named that movie, Sorry. I think is what you're you're saying. I also did what one of these things didn't actually happen. Mm. Um, both games met with uh, resounding <laughs> criticism, and <laughs> I resent that but i will not stop okay so we find so a good up game a new game have we got a name have we got a name for the game no i don't but i mean i got a good you name know, you got a good name yep well because here's the thing right? i'll tell you why i wanted to come up with this game the the because every good game has a meaning a reason right mm. and the thing is I, I got a question for you Alex Tyson. do you know what your ringtone is uh do um I think it's strum. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I have I have a phone on silent. Exactly. Yeah, no one has. And so I have had my phone on silent for literally years. Yep. Right. If it makes a single blip, I'm like, oh, and then I turn it on silent, and that's a mistake, and I'll turn it on silent. But anyways, my sister is quite heavily pregnant right now. Right, and so that I can go and like look after their son and stuff, or and, like give them the car to drive to the hospital and stuff. I've got to be on high alert. So my mm. phone at the moment has always got it. I've turned the ring on, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that that was my ringtone. So the other day, I'm like in the house, going, <laughs> "What the hell is that music?" Imagine <laughs> you're getting the call. She's off to the hospital. <laughs> you just you just don't realize like, it's the ringtone. You didn't even check what it was. Their, their soundtrack down. This sucks. <laughs> so so it made me remember back to the days when I actually not only did I know my ringtone, but bought my ringtone. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, put the, in the, hard earned hours at the video store to then dosh out on a ringtone. Yeah, the back pages of. 
it, like a TV hits magazine were just full <laughs> of text this number to this thing and we'll send you a ringtone and they yeah. were either monophonic or polyphonic. Yep, and you'd li- or lie in bed and Crazy Frog would swing past you on, on screen on the TV on a little 34-centimetre TV you had in your bedroom and start a bit of this ring, ding, 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 buy all these ringtones and you'd buy it, right? And so and it really brought me to a memory the, of, of one night um, my friend had just bought the Chemical Brothers Galvanize um, ringtone, monotone on their Nokia, right? And we had no music downstairs in the garage that we were all drinking in. And we were like, go no. on, play it then. And so he whips out a bit of this and it goes. <laughs> and we lost it. We loved it. All right. So I thought, bring him back. All right. So bring the game is Matt O'Kine is going to play you a little bit of a monophonic ringtone and you need to tell us what song it is. It's Australia's brand new game. Papa Mono! Oh, yes! <laughs> yes! And we've you got two. the reason why we both host this thing? <laughs> okay. And we've got two yes. incredible players who are going to be trying to figure out what song is getting played single note at a time. It is Christian from Geelong. Hello, Christian. Hey there. How you doing? Really good, thanks. Good, thank you. Uh, you're 26. What was the first phone you had? Oh, I think it was an... Early Nokia. I think it's one of the bricks. Okay, yeah, a brick. So oh, the original ringtone potentially sounding like this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bring it back some memories, Christian. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. All right, you could be well <laughs> equipped to win at Popper Mono. Uh, what about yourself, Shannon from Brisbane? What was your first phone? I had a Nokia 3310. Oh, Amazing stuff. <laughs> that was, was, that that was the Nimbus two? 2000 of phones <laughs> back in the day. Uh, so that's exciting times. Did you, did you used to buy ringtones? No. Okay. Okay. Smart. I just okay. the free ones on there. So yes, very <laughs> yeah, smart. You can program your own as well if you press the keys <laughs> into the into the thingy. But look, we've we've done a bit of that ourselves. Uh, audio producer Chris Marsh done some serious. Serious, um, you know, scowling of the deep, dark web to find some mono ringtones. And his, his advice to us was, it's surprisingly hard to dig them up. <laughs> it, like, they've been, it's been eviscerated from the planet. But we've got a couple. We're going to play you a monophonic ringtone of a song. We want you to tell us what's the song, what's the actual song that we're playing here. Are you ready to do that? Yep. All right, buzz in with your names. And uh, Matt O'Kine, you better host this. All right, here we go. Here is song number one. Take it away. Christian. Oh, oh, Christian's in there. That's a Barbie girl by Aqua. It absolutely is. It is. Congratulations. He was quick on it. That's very good stuff. Some good players here. Both very good. Has anyone been to an Aqua concert here? No, no. Okay. (laughs) Extra point for who says what their next single was. Oh, um, uh, Dr. Jones? Dr. Jones, absolutely yeah, correct. That's right. Wow. Okay, well, wow. We'll see. We'll see whether that's evens there. All right, here we go. Cartoon heroes, also banger. All right, question number two, Matt. <laughs> Name this song. Christian. <laughs> oh, Christian. Oh. That's, that's the rude sandstorm. <laughs> How did you get it from this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Five notes on the same thing, and you've absolutely nailed it. All right. Well, this man is good at Australia's new favourite game, Pop a Mono. This is just playing for pride at this point, uh, Shannon. So what do you reckon? Song number three, here we go. Christian. <laughs> um, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Oh, my God, oh he's man. done it. Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you what. Awesome. Shannon, you played on any other day a very good game of Popamono, but you were just <laughs> out, taken out by one of the best players of this game the world has ever seen. So uh, can, thank you very much for playing. We'll let you go. No Thank you. Thanks. All, right. All the best. Look, <laughs> Christian, Christian, clap you, him in. Mate, mate we're going to have to play this again with you next week, okay? Get, yep. get in touch with us if you want to face off against the current oh. reigning champion. This is like All right. This is like you're coming up on Gladiators. You're going against Vulcan. Like, you are that good, Christian. Wow. <laughs> Have you watched The Whoa. Chase? You're the beast. <laughs> you're well, actually, I was, um, was going to say, can I use this as my audition for The Chase? But look, that's beautiful. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, I, I think we should, you should, we should let you come up with your own nickname. Have you got, a, got something that you get called at all? Oh... I don't know. I've got a few Unigamers ones, but they're a little bit uh, different. So. Okay, what about, okay, what what about the ear? Christian the ear from Geelong. <laughs> what about what about what about the lobe? <laughs> no. Okay. okay I will right, call him the lobe. There we go. I like the lobe. We're going with the lobe. Sorry, Christian. Um, yep. Thank That's you very good. much. You are the, the king of this of this game, Papa Mono. And if you want to become, you want to dethrone the lobe, please get in touch with us. Matt.ads.alex <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. And uh, we'd love to play with you again next week. Christian, thank you very much. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'd love to. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Alex Dyson, our next guest is uh, a gentleman who I had the pleasure of meeting and hanging out with uh, last week at the ARIA Awards, who was there to present an award himself. It was his very first ARIAs. Um, but I was so stoked to see this guy's just absolutely massive rise, stratospheric rise in the biz. Uh, you've seen his videos come out of nowhere on online through the uh, COVID-19 lockdowns. They sound a little bit of something like this. What's going on, ISO Lords? We're back in the kitchen. Guess what's for dinner, everyone? Shitty mild curry in a jar. <laughs> Today's menu is chicken curry and not weird baby coloured jar curry that'd scare the shit out of your dogs. <laughs> Just make sure you fucking wash your hands, you grub. He pulls no punches when it comes to Saying it how it is on in his videos, um, and it's uh, really hitting a chord with uh, everyone around the world. His brand new book is out now. His name is Nat's What I Reckon. He's here with us right now. I'm at Nat's All Day Breakfast. Hey, going, guys. Thanks for having me. Really good, Nat. Thank you so much for jumping on. It's so exciting to talk to you, uh, particularly as, you know, I think the definition of the overnight success is that it doesn't happen overnight because you've been working on these videos for, for quite a long time and then isolation yeah. comes along, people are communicating online and uh, a bunch of people jumped on board and that's what I reckon train. Yeah, yeah. That's very exciting, yeah. 
Not something I thought it would happen so quickly, but um, there you bloody go. <laughs> well, what was happening at this time a year ago? Uh, this time a year ago, I was in the United States with my partner. We were in LA. We're over there. I was giving it a red hot go over there, trying to make some videos and uh, give it a shot in the land of opportunity over there. And then we uh, flew home into a bushfire and then f-ing COVID. So I'm back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you find the LA experience? Did you enjoy the time? Was it difficult? And uh, I guess either way, things things have worked out for the best for you. But how, how did that particular experience go? Yeah, it was awesome. I really love the United States. I, I know it gets a bit of a tough rap from Aussies, but um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I just, it was nice to change it up a bit. I've been doing the same shit for years so it was nice to um yeah it was nice to mix it up a bit I thought I might just go for it with the channel see what I could do and just you know do some more crazy stuff there's so many boat shows and kind of caravan shows I can go to (laughs) (laughs) I find the Americans unbridled positivity about what you you do and your idea and that sort of thing quite relatively refreshing to the sort of oh you know tall poppy almost syndrome of something it's like they really want you to be the best person in the world yes yeah it's really it is true isn't it yeah i really like that everyone's very encouraging almost to a false yeah (laughs) i mean it can be quite um overwhelming at first it's not something you're used to you kind of kind of be a bit reserved in australia people don't like you you're getting too excited about yourself. <laughs> too big so for your britches. Well, I mean, you did start getting uh, – things really started changing around about, you know, everyone was going into lockdown. You were dropping some uh, hectic videos like the one that Alex just uh, played. And uh, yeah. and when, when, did, when did you realise that things were starting to change? I think when my phone started to ring, like, <laughs> heaps. <laughs> started to get calls from TV channels and people wanted to get me doing all these uh, all these media things, which hasn't really happened much in the past, being that what I do is pretty, I don't know, not very traditionally TV-friendly shit. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not a, what they call the, like the family-friendly fun in, the, in, a, yeah. in a traditional yeah. sense. With I, never, the, um, I, never, I never heard Ian Hewitson drop the F word. That's all I'll say, mate. Okay. Yeah, I never, never saw a ready, steady cook people holding up, you know, a capsicum with tattoos or something on it. I think it's a good pivot. I reckon they should go for it. Yeah, there's a reason that uh, YouTube and, and these platforms – a bit wilder than the telly, I think. Mm. And taken over. You should you should be the host of the reboot of Ready Steady Cook yes, when it comes out. Please. <laughs> I'm keen. I remember watching that a lot of that in uh in like the waiting room at the doctors. Let's talk about the book, because it's uh it's called Uncook Yourself. It's a rat bag's rules for life. Now, yeah. some of these rules, you've got what, nine no nonsense rules in there. Oh, yeah. Um what's what's your favorite of the rules? It has to be, if you're going to be a dickhead, you've got to commit. I think that's probably <laughs> That one or, uh, yeah, seeking destroying normalcy. Those are the two that I identify with the mm. strongest. Yeah, Amazing. Sure. And so now you've got the book. You're doing a stand-up tour around mm-hmm. uh, Australia as well at the moment, around lots of the, uh, yeah, the yeah. stage. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you, we talked about it just before uh, we turned the mics on that, you know, they're all sold out anyway, so there's no, no point even plugging it. But I mean, this is incredible stuff. What I mean, you know, aside from say a TV show, what is what is what's the goal? Is is there? I mean, is the TV show your next step, or is it a restaurant? What would you love to do? It's not a restaurant. I'll I'll uh, knock that one off first. No. Why not? 
Because I'm f-ing stressed out enough. The goal in the end is just to make as many champions laugh as I can, really. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, yeah, could be, I mean, that could be the difficult thing about, you know, things going so well with that, with that ringtone constantly buzzing in your pocket. How, how do you find that, that balance in your own life uh, or what are some things that you've been found helping when uh, people at this stage of your career, they really want a piece of you for things? Yeah, I don't, I don't have much in place. I'm just begging the universe that I'm going to make it through at the moment. Mm. <laughs> My phone is just, I'll go, I'll throw it away in the other room, <laughs> freak out. And what do you like to do in your downtime when you're not uh, doing things for other people? What do I do in my downtime? Have panic attacks, um, go to the gym. Handy. Jump into the ocean if I've got a sec. Yeah, I like driving. I drive my car around. I, uh, yeah, play rock and roll with my band. And I'm not, you know, I play irritating music. It doesn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. If you don't mind, just around the panic <laughs> panic attack stuff. Yeah. Does that, does that as I've been lucky enough to not have one of those in my life, but would that happen in, in a downtime situation or do, would it happen when the, yeah. the stress levels are, are really cranked up and you're, you're going all sorts of places? Yeah, it's a funny one, hey. It's, it's hard for me to pretend that I'm, like, you know, just this, on person all the time when I am, you know, mm. but I'm very good at pulling the, uh, the I'm fine thing going like over everyone's eyes. But, yeah, I, it's pretty hard. I've got a sleep disorder and I've got, a, I've got a few things going on and a lot of like really chronic mental health problems. So mm-hmm. this success is really awesome and it's like, you know, yeah, cool, that make anyone happy. But it's also like really, it's really hardcore because I don't want to it up, you know. Mm. When, you've got a, when you've got a head that's, Trying to sabotage you, you know, it can be can be a lot to manage. So when those times when things do go a little quiet, there's a lot there. There's a lot sitting there, just going, "Oi, how about you freak out?" You know? Yeah, goodness. Yeah. I love that what? these days um, that it's okay to be not okay is be, is being really normalised, and you're a big part of that. Being able to talk so openly about your mental health and uh, put it in the book like this, alongside some you know some great cartoons that have been there, recipes and all yeah. that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, good on you for putting it out there and being so honest and open with it all. It's it's yeah, really thanks. incredible. I try and turn it into a laugh too, you know, just because mm. you're having a hard time doesn't mean you can't have a laugh. So that's the that's the name of the game. I don't want to, you know, drag a, a wet f***ing blanket of sads all over everyone, but at the same time it's, you know. No, it's, it's important. To, it's important to talk about it and talk about it openly. Yeah. So people people respect that and appreciate it. Well, good luck for the shows where you're doing that. A lot of people were laughing at your book as well, which is hilarious as well as being informative. And thank you very much for uh, for joining us on All Day Breakfast today. Because now and that's what I reckon can uh, can add published author to the to the resume. Yeah. It's really exciting, man. Congrats. Thanks for being my therapist today. Yeah, <laughs> hey, anytime. Drop by anytime, awesome. my friend. It's so- it's so great to hear artists actually talk, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's always super important to talk about. So 13, 11, 14, if you do need someone, Lifeline is always there. Thank you, ma'am. No, I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time, champions. Thank you. And Akain, uh, you made a habit of wheeling and dealing these days out at the big business meetings uh, in your travels through the... Uh, the glamorous world of show business. Um, yeah, I know some big wigs now. We heard yesterday that the big wigs are really big landing pads for vermin. Um, as the restaurant you went to whilst having one of these meetings had cockroaches <laughs> dropping from the ceiling. Okay, it was a cockroach. And yes, it dropped from the ceiling. But it at least it only dropped on me. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. it, it, it didn't drop on any of the big wigs. No. Um, so, but I mean, it was a big, it was a big moment. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, talk, talk wheeling and dealing. And then suddenly you're feeling the scaly, the scaly little claws of a, uh, of a six legged <laughs> flying pest. Yeah. Goodness. So that was and good. So but it freaked me out. It did lead us to ask you what's dropped on you. And, um, I remember a story a friend told me once they were catching the trade back to Warrnambool. They were sitting, sitting across from, um, this dad who had a, had a, infant baby just ended up putting the infant baby on the seat just putting it down on the seat next to him, trying to do something in the overhead compartments which was just it was just some bars you know with the overhead baggage and it was fiddling around in a bag and then suddenly my friend just had this liquid just fall on her on the train just covered in this stuff and the guy's like oh i'm sorry oh she's like oh my god what is this He's like no nah, no nah, don't worry about it it's totally fine it's just breast milk don't worry about oh. it. <laughs> it's just someone it's, else's sugary, sweet, syrupy breast milk. Just uh, it's a breast I mean, milk your drop on us. Oh, dropping on you. It's fine. Yeah. Someone else's. I'm a little bit. Anyone's milk. Yeah. Cow milk. Goat milk. <laughs> well, I don't want it. I don't depends. Want any Was milk it pasteurized? We don't know. <laughs> we do not know these things. So uh, we've asked you what's dropped on you, and Naomi from Toowoomba's got in touch. G'day, Naomi. Hello. How are you going? Good, thank you, Naomi. Now a waiter dropped something on you. Yes, a big hot cob loaf. <laughs> oh, now coming <laughs> he, into Christmas. He dropped a cob. Coming they into Christmas, I spotted a cob in a in one of those supermarket, um, you know, cooking magazines, and I was licking my lips at the thought of just dunking a big old piece of bread into uh into that cobby cheesy goodness. But don't know if I wanted to dunk my lap into it. How was uh? <laughs> how did this all happen? Oh, so I was at a hen's night at a um, Mexican restaurant and they had us cornered off like in one of those rooms that they partition off for functions. Mm. Um, and so I didn't really know anyone there. So I just made a beeline for my friend who I knew mm -hmm. um, and she was up against the partition wall and I tripped going to my seat because of one of the little knobs that the door was supposed to be like attached to the wall. Mm. So I've tripped and I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself because I don't know anybody and my foot hurts. And so my friend and I thought we'd order a cob loaf to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> so the waitress comes over and trips on that same knob <laughs> that oh, I no! hurt my foot on. And the cob loaf literally goes, it just like upends and falls straight into my lap all over my dress. A cob knob. Yep. And the worst the worst part was is they charged me for it. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, no. So we so we got a second one, obviously, because I still wanted to have some cob loaf. Yeah. Though there was some in my lap. And my friend and I were going to go halvesies in it, but they charged her for one and charged me for one. They charged <laughs> you double oh, no, for a no, cob? No. <laughs> yep. That's they absolutely the outrageous. They dropped the cob and then charged you yep. a few bob. That is outrageous. <laughs> Don't worry. My mum my mum was also at the hens party, but she was over with some, the mature age ladies. Yeah. Um, she, she rang up the next day and abused them, so it's all good. Goodness oh. gracious me. Imagine, yeah, absolutely. Imagine getting a cob in your lap and paying for the privilege. I <laughs> Would be absolutely <laughs> livid with that one. I was pretty dirty. I didn't know that they'd charge. Well, you literally were. Yeah, you I was very dirty. Dress, that smell didn't come out of it. I washed it four times, and it still smelled like cob loaf. So you I should be charging them for the dress. Exactly. <laughs> Goodness yep. gracious me! All right. Well, oh, thank wow. you very much for telling us your cob story. Uh, for what's no dropped worries. on you there, Naomi. We appreciate it, and all the, all the best. Hopefully, in the future, they get rid of that knob on the grounds and they tidy up their and cob. the bloody knobs in the in the oh, 
you know, at the cashier well, at the, the front desk. The place, the place actually burnt down. So <laughs> okay, okay. Well, now yeah, look, so. let's. <laughs> no one wishes that upon anyone. No, no, I Sorry, certainly yeah. didn't. No. Yeah, it's just, just uh, don't mean to laugh. You, it just reminded Naomi. me. Yeah, just unfortunate. Just reminded me of a talkback topic we did back in the day, Naomi, called "What happened to your local skate rink?" And that was <laughs> that was always the story. Oh, I so ended up many of down. them have burnt down. <laughs> Amazingly, they must be the most flammable <laughs> structures in all of the land. Skating rinks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we appreciate it. Send our best out to the proprietors, and uh, we'll catch you later, Naomi. Thanks. See ya. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Well, Alex Dyson, that brings us to the end of another incredible Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for joining us. And please, well, thank you to Nat's what I reckon, yep. firstly, for uh, coming on, sharing some wild stories. He's such a he's just such a great dude. It was such a pleasure hanging out with him at the Arias. And uh, also, thank you to you for always getting in touch with us on uh, at mattdonan.alex on Instagram. Absolutely. Uh, we did have a chat to Naomi from Toowoomba about her uh, her cob story, uh, having a cob dropped on her. But um, a few other people have sent us some messages, so we thought we'd read them before we uh, leave you for the day. Yeah, at Miss P.I. says, My husband had a cucumber dropped on his head during a Mexican wave at the MCG. <laughs> oh, that's always dangerous. If it's not going to be half a half a pint of someone's, you know, mid-strength lager, it's definitely a cucumber or one of the little sauces from the pies. Who's throwing up a cuke during that? <laughs> Who's taking a full cuke to the cricket? I imagine that was in, like, probably in a, you know, in a sandwich or whatever. They're like, I never like cucumber anymore. It's coming around. Ah! Imagine if it threw up two slices of cuke and people uh, goes, look out. You look up and they land perfectly on your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite relaxing. <laughs> Most relaxing drop-on story ever. <laughs> um, Kate says, a huntsman spider dropped on me, on my face. Oh, oh no. That is the stuff that, I would, like, absolute I, nightmares give, are made of. Give me a cob any day. Goodness but gracious. But the next one I'm a bit unsurprised, surprised about because Carly, Carly B.A. says, a blue-ringed octopus. <laughs> now, I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know where. Like, I just maybe hope that Carly's a, okay. A seagull picked it up, was flying off with it, and then drop it. Dropped it down like a B-52 bomber or something like that. Imagine, maybe. maybe. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking that she, there was two in the seagull's mouth and Carly looked up and they both landed on her right. The <laughs> least relaxing uh, day ever. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're going to leave you today with uh, an interesting take on this song. My favourite uh, meme song of the last little while, the Levon Polka uh, with the Vibin Cat, it also has its own uh, monophonic ringtone. So we thought we'd leave you with the Levon Polka monophonic ringtone to get you ready to take on the Lobe next week on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast as part of Pop a Mono, Australia's new favourite podcast game. So here it is, Levon Polka, the mono version to take us out today. Thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.